What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? And Merry Christmas. We're, we're allowed to say that now. Merry Officially. Christmas. Yeah. Do you guys have your tree up? That's a hot topic. Did you put the tree up before, after Thanksgiving? Is it up right now? We, What's happening? We fought the temptation and we, we <laughs> had self-control. We're putting our, we put ours up after Thanksgiving meal and stuff. So last night. And, uh, Thanks to me. I just want to give myself a pat there. Yeah. I was fighting, folks. You're Everybody fighting else. Three and a half children. <laughs> Let's to, put the tree up. Yeah. Yeah. They want presents. <laughs> But we're talking, it's true. Yeah. what's the real reason for the season? Oh, Jesus, yeah. It's you Jesus' know, birthday, you yeah. know? So we're having a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Um, Merry Christmas. We're glad that we can talk like this now. <laughs> um, today, we're coming at you with Colossians 3. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is Colossians 3, if you look at the subtitles in your phone or in your Bible, it's entitled Rules for Holy Living mm-hmm. and Rules for a Christian's Household. And one of the first questions I ask myself is, why do you need rules? And you need rules so that um, things can be performed, done, or experienced the way the creator designed it to be experienced. Ooh, so you take, you know, you play Monopoly. You just can't decide what you want to do with property and money or you'll make the game not fun. Not only for yourself, but for everybody. If you're constantly <laughs> changing the rules, like Monopoly is not Monopoly. It's something else. Yeah, you yeah. Ch- I've used the example of red light, green light, yellow light on the road. If you change the rules for that, you're going to have death and destruction. <laughs> so when it comes to... The God and his relationship with us, he's laid out rules, instructions, guidelines, Mm -hmm. so that, not that we could be pouty and, oh, God's a party killer, but so that you can thrive. Yeah. So you can experience life and life to the fullest. Yeah. Yeah. What struck me in in Colossians 3, which is just really awesome today, please read Colossians 3, all of it. And what struck me is just this first couple of verses. So I'll read Colossians, let's see, 1 through 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And this is verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And so why that stuck out to me is because we get to the do's and do nots of this chapter, we're reminded of what our life is actually. Um, It's not the things right in front of you. It's actually heavenly things. Mm -hmm. So set your heart on those things. Jackie Hill Perry has this line that she said, before I was saved, she would say, before I got saved. That's kind of what she says. She's awesome. She brings it. Um, I love this line though. She said, how could I, how could I do what God lays out for us to do without God, the Holy Spirit in me. And that's exactly how I feel about, you can't, you can't exactly. And so Colossians three is saying, okay, do and do not, you know, the verses five, 12, 15. But before we even get there, realize you have resurrected with Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit now lives in you so that you can do these things Unto the glory of Jesus Christ. And it flows out of your relationship with Jesus. Just a really good reminder there, those first couple verses. Um, We'll say it before, we'll say it again. Every day, wake up and tell yourself, God loves me. And you love him back. Mm -hmm. And after you receive his love and love him back, then you have something to offer. So it's much more than behavior. It's much more than rules. It's a heart issue. Mm -hmm. So when you follow the instructions given in scripture, it's not that, man, I have to submit or I have to apologize or I have to give. Right. It ends up being I get to do these things because it's for my good. Yeah. That's why God created these quote unquote rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it all flows in, in and out of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. So you look at verse three, it says, 
you died and your life was hidden with Christ in God. Mm-hmm. And as I was getting breakfast ready for the family this morning, I'm the breakfast guy, the breakfast <laughs> guru. Pancakes, yeah. oatmeal, honey toast, peanut butter, honey toast coming at you. You want my recipes? Let me know. Um, <laughs> I was listening to worship and and the, the song, the Holy Spirit caught my ear. And I think it's probably for this podcast. But basically it was said, when Jesus, you resurrected, I resurrected with you. And that... Mm-hmm. When we look at the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the veil was torn. Now Mm -hmm, we have access mm -hmm. to this relationship with God. We're saved by grace through faith. But when you and I accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit had been doing a work in our heart. Mm -hmm. We, as since our flesh was put to death with Jesus on the cross, Mm -hmm. and when Christ resurrected, we too resurrected in our new man or our new woman. God, He he made you a new creation. Mm -hmm. And and that's just powerful to think Mm -hmm. about. Sometimes I think that moment in our lives, um, if you think back to that, some folks would say, you know, they had a, a, a huge testimony where they were living one way and then they encountered Jesus and now they're living another way. Mm-hmm. Um, or some folks would say, I grew up in the church and I, I don't really remember a specific moment, um, but it was just kind of this uh, continual journey and process with the Lord handed down from my parents. And I want to encourage you, however your story or testimony sounds or looks, um, go back to that moment because a lot of kind of what we're, where we're going to in the church will come back to these emotional moments that we have with the Lord. And I think sometimes for folks that have fallen away where faith becomes, um, something that is irrelevant is they go back to those moments and it was an emotional moment where they thought, Oh, I, you know, I just really love Jesus and I'm so grateful, but we want to go back and we want to have a sincere moment with the Lord. And we want to dive into, um, not just how we were feeling, but the truth about who we were versus uh, who we are in Christ. Because we, when we enter in, not just emotionally, but sincerely, Mm -hmm. and we say, oh my goodness, I cannot do this by myself. And we understand the gravity of what Colossians 3 is talking about. That's not an emotional moment. That's, that is a, that is a brick moment. That's a stone moment. If you go back to Old Testament, where we're putting a a line in the sand, a foundational moment saying, okay, Lord, I accept this gift. Um, Anyway, and so I feel like those are things that we can reflect on and go back to. There's a big difference there between I, sincerity and, I think and emotion. Too, when you see people, which it really stinks, when people come to faith and then leave the faith, and they say, I'm renouncing this, I don't believe it anymore. They came to Christ, quote-unquote, emotionally, and they're leaving Christ, quote-unquote, emotionally. And emotion's part of it. Our, our emotions are important. God gave us our emotions to be signposts and uh, help us to understand what's happening and to experience things definitely but like bobby said it comes down to a heart issue a sincerity a, a grappling with who we were and who we are and so please hear what we're not saying we're not saying emotions are bad yeah what we are saying is that that you coming to christ and believing that free gift he offers you is not to be an emotive thing because yeah, if it is that when yeah. When the next hard day comes, you know, that sand underneath our feet is going to get ripped out where Jesus says, you got to build your house on the rock instead. Yeah. So just think about that. And I'm sure you'll bump into friends and family who maybe come and go from the faith and have a conversation with them about, have you wrestled with this? And working in and through the emotions to the heart. So. And ultimately, we know God's uh, got a plan. Yeah, so. Holy Spirit's going to do his thing. <laughs> He's overall in those things. So, so. wrapping up Colossians 3, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the rules for Christian households. And we've had a few podcasts where the scriptures have brought this up, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. But husbands and wives, loving and submitting. 
you know, this is a, um, whenever I do weddings, it's interesting. And I go through the vows and I talk about husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And, you know, wives submit to your husbands. I look out in the crowd and you just see faces of people going, yuck. Like that word right. submit, <laughs> ew. You're like, ew. this ill. ill. <laughs> Who's that? Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon? L. I don't know. Oh, Gary. Is that Gary? <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? Playing flippity floppity? <laughs> focus. Anyways, focus. Um, they, they look at that word submit and love, and they're just like, there's disdain. Like submitting means weakness. And yeah. and do not let your husband rule over you. You are not to submit to him. And Bobby and I are like, yo, we're missing out on what God's got for us here. Yeah. So Bobby, talk, talk talk to the ladies here, I guess. I'll talk to the guys. You talk to the ladies. What do you have to say about submission? And maybe oh. read that verse to them. Sure. So this is verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And to understand this, I want to bring you back to Genesis chapter three a little bit and the picture that God lays out for us of marriage uh, back in the garden and then after the fall. And so before the fall, I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, men are made from dirt. God breathed his life into them. Women are made from the rib. And um, there's a lot that actually goes into why that's special and significant just in the life of a woman. Um, but if you go back to what marriage is meant to be in the garden, it's this partnership. Literally, woman uh, means helper. And some people might think, oh, see, there you go, right away, submission from the beginning. Well, actually, um, the same word for helper is used for that's used for women is actually how God defines himself yeah. throughout the Old Testament. So um, it's actually... Oh, wow, what? Like we're using the same verbiage here or word for women and God. Like that's amazing. Can't get a better compliment than that. So then after the fall, then marriage kind of um, takes a a little bit of a different look. And and now... um, Real quick. Sorry, go ahead. God pulled a rib out from their side. Okay. So they were side to side. Yeah. So God's intention for for marriage and man and woman is that they would be shoulder to shoulder, side by side, hand in hand, Mm -hmm. leading with distinct roles and responsibilities within the home and within the world. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why he pulled a rib out. Anyways, keep going. Beautiful. Bi- biologically, do you have more ribs than me? I think actually I might. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I'm not sure. Anyway, so then if you go to Genesis chapter 3, um, we what has happened is sin has entered the picture. And now this is God responding to Adam, Eve, um, and to the serpent. And so this is verse 16. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. And so um, if you translate this a little bit, so first of all, uh, greatly increase your childbirthing pains. Whenever I'm like vomiting because I'm pregnant, Clark's like, curse you, Eve, curse you. (laughs) So that's a funny thing that we laugh about. Uh, But the end there, your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Um, there's this desire to, uh, rule our households and our husbands, um, that women from the fall have in this. And that's why there's this constant reminder, um, to submit and to come back to the partnership, to walk hand in hand, to go together. Um, because we have this, this sin nature in us now that says like, no, no, I'm doing, you know, I rule the house. No, I'm doing this. No, I'm going to decide. And, um, that's actually a, a really, a really good reminder when we go back to that root of, um, Genesis three and what happened in the fall and why submission is such a beautiful picture of partnership. And I looked up the medical journals. It turns out we have the same amount of ribs, but our density is different and we have different length of of bones. So in case you're wondering, um, (laughs) quick Google. Now I want to talk to the guys. You literally have like one minute. When it talks about uh, loving your families and your brides as Christ loved the church, just remember what Jesus did. 
He got whipped. He got scorned. He got mm-hmm. a crown of thorns put on his head. He got beaten. He was stripped naked, hung up on a cross, and made fun of. And then he died. So when it when it comes to us loving our our, our families, it's it's more than just you know, working to provide. It's actually putting them before ourselves in every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. When it comes to getting food, when it comes to even helping out around the house, when it comes to all these things, we got to help. We got to step in and love and serve. And I would say too, when it comes to men leading, men trying to be spiritual leaders and trying to instruct uh, with the wife saying, hey kids, here's what we're learning about God. Mm. But men, when it comes to being a spiritual leader, it can be as simple as, hey honey, what'd you get out of the word today? Yeah. It's you initiating that conversation saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm growing with the Lord and I want you to, it's a, it's a gentle accountability. What are you getting out of your scripture? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's spiritual leadership. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, are we going to church today? No. The husband's like, honey, we're going to church today. How can I help you get ready, get the kids ready so that we can all get there in one piece? Because we all know Sunday's cray cray sometimes. It's just the hardest day up? of the week. Yeah. We're going to church and how can I help you? And how can I help you? <laughs> Definitely. And I've never heard of a family where the wife submits to the husband and the husband's given his life for the family. I've never heard anybody complain. Yeah. In fact, I only see those families thrive. thrive. It's when there's brokenness and one of the, the spouses is missing is where pain creeps in. And sometimes some of you listening, it wasn't even your fault. You can't yeah. help it. It's just part of being a sinful world. So mm-hmm. maybe sometime we'll have another podcast specifically on submission and, and love in the, in the marriage and the yeah. home because it's <laughs> worth a longer conversation than 13 minutes. But that's all we got. It's Friday. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And this Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. I'm preaching on reconciliation, so if you're looking for a church, hope you tune in, and we'd love to have you. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His countenance toward you and give you His peace. Have a great day.